Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Agent Daily Dose podcast, where we talk about the day-to-day tips, tricks, stories, and insights to stay on top in the world of real estate. I'm Stu. And I'm Delroy. We're both top producing real estate agents who have doubled our business four times in four years, and now we're dedicated to moving our industry forward. Our digital mentorship program will equip you with courses, playbooks, resources, and improve your game to dominate your market. So be sure to subscribe, and thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome to the Agent Daily Dose podcast. What episode? <laughs> episode eleven. Episode eleven. Oh we're we're laughing because this is this is t- a couple of takes in, and you'll understand why. Because today we are oh talking no. about our craziest real estate stories. Oh We've been gosh. coming at you guys with a bunch of information, <sighs> a bunch of tips, and uh, this is this is about to be a good one. Yeah, we're we're trying. Listen, as real estate agents. We we go through some things and we we definitely also hold like client confidentiality and our peers and everyone at a high regard, regardless of these stories. So we're trying to tell the stories in ways where we're not like we don't want to mention anyone's names or, you know, situations that they're personally going through. But so we've tried to do this a couple of times. We're, we're getting it done we're this getting time. It done this time. We're getting it done. Okay, so we are going to share our craziest stories. The reason we are sharing this today is not just because it's fun, but actually because we feel like in the agent community, you know, you got to take a load off every once in a while. Yeah. Everyone is going to relate yeah. to stuff that we are saying today. And, Everyone who's been a producing and, agent. And there is there there are gems that will come out. of the, Like you will learn. Like Stu's going to tell his story and what happened to him. But what he did when that happened actually got him a part of it, got him to where he is. It, like, it forced him to change and I'll, you know, I'll give you to learn. So there's things to learn out of it, but sometimes you got to go through some crazy shit. Crazy shit. To, okay. to, to learn. Okay. Crazy story number one. Yes. I will start things off. Uh, when I was brand new in the game, I was working at a boutique real estate firm. Uh, very small operation, also very fast paced operation. And... Uh, I was working under the uh, the leadership of a gentleman who was a producer and the owner of the firm. And the firm had a couple of agents. They did a decent bit of volume. I mean, there was always stuff going on. And, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of respect for this individual, but, uh, but you know, he, he certainly was a bit erratic and... Uh, and could go off randomly at different times. And, and there were just some things uh, throughout the first couple of months. Not only was I being introduced to real estate, but I was inter- being introduced in a way that was, I would say, fairly extreme. Um, after going through, you know, now the the years of, of, of experience that I do have now, looking back, I think this was a kind of special situation as far as the way that this individual ran their business is not the norm. And, uh, and that was good because I learned a lot, but... Here's the story. I was, uh, this all started on a random Saturday in the winter when I, (laughs) I went to, I went to keep it together. I went to meet, uh, clients, luxury buyers that had flown in from out of town and granted price point perspective for 1.5 million. And this is back, you know, four or five years ago, 1.5 million. It was a big deal in Denver and we didn't do luxury at this firm. So it was, it was a, it was actually a big deal. These clients, I was told to meet 8am at a Starbucks, have showing notes, and stats and market data and everything prepared in a buyer's presentation, which I did. And I was just kind of doing anything at this point in my career, yeah. just trying to learn. 
and uh, you know the the firm owner would meet me. They were they were his clients, and we were going to go on showings. Eight o'clock. I meet the clients are there. I introduce myself. Great, good to go. How's everyone? Can I buy you a coffee? Eight oh five rolls around. No sign. Eight ten rolls around. No sign. What, what, are the, what are the clients saying at this time? The clients are, are actually pretty cool. Like okay. they're like, yeah, like we don't Just have anything else to yeah, do. Yeah. Like we're waiting it out. Like we yeah. we, we don't mind okay, like okay. that kind of thing. So yeah. that was good. <laughs> and then a fifteen rolls around, and I'm like, am I gonna have to pull a catch me if you can real quick? Like am <laughs> yeah. I gonna have to just just pretend? Hey, jokes on you! I'm <laughs> here the whole time. I just wanted to see what you do. Yeah, yeah. Nope, didn't do that. Just waited it out. 8.30. I mean, it's, it's totally, it's, total, it's, like, it's awkward yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm about to cancel it. I'm yeah. about to be like, because I'm obviously I've been calling, I've been texting, I've been yeah. whatever. And the owner of my brokerage finally shows up mm. and he looks haggard. Yeah. Worst I've ever seen him in my life. Like yeah. I could, you know, energetically, I could just tell immediately something has gone wrong. Yeah. And I, I like pulled him aside. Are you okay? Like what's, what's going on? Yeah. No, I'm fine. Like get out of here. All good. I'll, I'll handle it from here. Yeah. I had actually prepared the day to go along with these showings, right. but you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, whatever. That's great. Got my Saturday back. Yeah. Oh, so he said you can just go home. He now. said I can just go home. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. because afterwards he's not worried about mentoring okay. me anymore. Yeah, right. Now. So, so what happened? Uh, then on Sunday I catch wind that on Monday an article is going to come out about the owner of this company that is going to be very, very damaging. Of this individual. Of this was, individual. Yeah. It's going to involve sexual misconduct. It's going to involve um, issues related to uh, invasion of privacy. And it's going to involve really an eradication of the reputation of this firm. Mm. This is Sunday I'm finding out about this. I had just got my license three weeks ago Mm. when this happened. And I don't know if I should preemptively quit if I should I didn't even know what the situation was going on yet yeah on Monday an article comes out in three different local publications that basically shared that uh you know the the owner had done some and I'm gonna leave it at this uh some very lewd things at open houses and potentially in our office to uh to various clientele various people that we were inappropriate stuff Yep, and and it was behaving, you know, in ways that you know on on camera uh, that that no one uh, would would want, and so from there it led to a insane three week period where ultimately there were folks that were you know calling for this guy's head. There were people who we would get random phone calls in the office, you know, kind of like demanding different things or, or calling him name, whatever. And I was there fielding the calls. And ultimately, you know, I stuck around for a couple of weeks just to figure, I didn't know a soul in Denver other than like really my firm. And I was like, I need to figure out where I'm going to go. And so this is where Delroy connects the kind of dots with learning opportunities is, I worked pretty hard to network with other managing brokers and see where I could land. And mm-hmm. I eventually ended up at a branch of Remax. And that's where I was before going over to Sotheby's, which is where we still are now. Um, through this whole time frame, basically there was like several talks about restructuring the company and 
this individual leaving town and what would happen management wise yeah. and all these different things that were going on. But also the, the commission got involved and basically the thought was that he would lose his license yeah. and you know, a, a, a decent, the, a lot of the revenue that are associated with the firm. So through and through myself and another, uh, um, agent, you know, really kind of teamed up and worked together to kind of get through those murky waters. But keep in mind, like, this is this is the kind of thing that I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anything about real estate really at the time. I had just gotten my license. I had thought going into this experience that this is going to be easy. I'm, I'm literally, before this all happened, before the article came out, I'm just going to take this guy's business like piece by piece, build my own clientele. Yeah. He's going to want to retire in a couple of years. I'm just going to take over this company and yeah. run with it. I, I just landed in the dream position. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm getting paid like shit right now, but I'm about to get paid yeah, 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 in yeah, a few yeah. years if I just stay here. Yeah. Eh, wrong. That ain't going to happen, buddy. <laughs> got to pivot and change. You got to pivot and change. And so what I take from that is like, Real estate is always a jumping off point yeah. where you're going to just sink or swim and you got to you gotta go head first into that water. Yep. It does not matter. It, you think it'll be easy or you think you found an easy road yeah. and you didn't. Yeah. Your plan just shifted. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. That's it's, mine. So, I mean, that that story just, just goes to show, right, like that is Stu getting into the business. Like you got to make tough decisions at the beginning, middle and end. There's always things that are going to get thrown at you and curveballs, and you just have to be ready to adapt and just um, on a whim. Um, mine is, so this is probably five years ago now. So this story is Delroy. I have a good amount of business at this time for the market five years ago, but my average price point at the time is probably like 300,000, 250 back then. Like I'm doing average sales, regular homes, but I've built myself up to a point. I'm doing a lot of business, probably like 30 deals a year or something. And the, the amount of business that I'm doing is like good so I'm not to the point where I have like this team around me anymore because I'm like one of the top producing agents at that company. And I'm, I'm saying all this because basically I, at like 10 p.m. at night, I got this like lead on my website because I've basically done my own marketing. I'm pushing myself out, building my brand. And I'm thinking, yeah, like I'm killing it. And, and at some point one day, like I'm going to sell like million dollar houses. Like I'm in that. I am like a year or two away from like going in that direction so then randomly 10 p.m at night i get this email and it says hey you know been on your website looking at some homes and i would like to go and see this property can you show it to me and it is a three million dollar house in country club okay so in if you're just listening to this and you're from well country club just it, it says it, sound, it, it, it sounds it, rich you don't even need to explain yeah it. it's a it's a badass neighborhood in denver um, tons of luxury properties. So I am like, what? I'm replying to this email now, like 10 o'clock at night. I'm replying right now. What do you need? I'll meet you there anytime. Like I'll cancel whatever I got going on. Let's meet. So I reply. The guy replies back to me. We're emailing. He says, I'll be out there in a few days. 
let's meet. So in my mind, like, this is how this happens, right? I'm just, I've never done a luxury deal. In my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's out of town. They email or someone, his assistant's probably emailing for him. Then they fly in, they see the house, they got a big bag of cash, and they buy it, and then they're gone again. Like, whew, they just bought a house. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, that's about to be what's going to happen for me. So anyway... But I am also like a researcher and, a, and, a, and I am a sharp judge of like an individual just on, on, a, on an instinctual basis. So I'm running with the opportunity, but I am also cautious in like I got to do my vetting on the back end of it. So I get the guy's name. We've actually now spoken on the phone and he's given me all his travel details, says he's coming into town with his wife and everything. So I'm setting up the show ins. I book a few other show ins as well. And um, so we start, we go out on the showings and, and, and whenever I go to meet him, the first thing I noticed, I was like, and so I've done some research and who he told me he was, was he was a TV producer that created extreme sports content. Meaning if you're ESPN and you want to make a commercial about like the X Games, he would have preloaded content in this library and he would, he would license the, the content to you. And you would use it for your commercial. So I'm thinking, whoa, like, yeah, he's got, like, a lot of money. Send me the link for the website. Website was absolutely shit. Um, <laughs> so I was like, it's kind of weird, but maybe it's on the back end where he has all the content. He's just behind on the times. All right. Anyway, what he told me he did and the website I saw kind of matched. So I was like, okay, that's part one. He does have this content on this website. So he tells me he's coming in, and, and, and in mind, I think I'm meeting someone who can afford to buy a $3 million house, so they're going to stay. He's telling me he's going to go and stay in Cherry Creek, and I was like, perfect. This is like the big high-end shopping district in the city here in Denver. I'm like, wonderful. Go to meet him and pick him up, and he's like, yeah, just meet me here, and I'm like, I've got my car washed. I've got like water in the back and snacks, like filled it up like I'm a chauffeur. I'm taking out these luxury clients, and he's like, meet me at the Fairmont Hotel. Okay, big red flag here already in Denver. This is like, there's Cherry Creek, and then there's these neighborhoods right outside it. This is not in the heart of where, this is like the cheap motel on the outskirts. The Fairmont can mean different things in different places. In Denver, it's, it, it does not mean luxury. No, it's, it's a crappy hotel. So I'm like, this is kind of weird. So I go, I pick him up anyway. Maybe he's just cheap. Sometimes luxury people, they're just tight ones. They, they will like to keep their money in their pocket, and they're like, I'll just stay here. Go to pick him up. We go out the first day. Him and his wife, they get in my car, drive them around, show the houses. They're giving me orders. Oh, yeah, I'll make these changes, make those changes, make these changes. It's great house, great house, great house. So anyway, after the first day, I drop them back to the hotel. Okay, second day, pick them up. We go back. We've narrowed it down now to one particular house. They like the house. I pick them up. We're going to see the house. These guys are wearing the exact same clothes as they were wearing the day before. Mm -hmm. Second red flag. I'm like, all right, even if you're cheap, you had to have showered. Like, you've got two pairs of clothes with mm -hmm. you, please. Took them back to the house. They're like, oh, yeah, our architect and everyone is, is flying out. They're going to meet us at the house today. And, you know, we want to just see what we can do to this property. So the, the listing agent is meeting us there. I've sent her, like, the proof of funds and everything about this. We get there, we're going through the house. They're like, we want to put an elevator in here, here, here. We want to do all of this stuff. And I was like, great, great, great. So then the, the agent um, took the buyers and was like touring them. 
And then I was like, I need to kind of like speak to these architects, like what else they know about these clients. And I'm still doing my research at this time. They're like, oh, yeah, no, we just met these guys at the bar last night. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, we were at the bar in Cherry Creek. They they told us this story about them and their sports, extreme sports company, and they want to build all these houses and all of this. And I was like, you didn't fly in here? Like, we're said, all drinking Bud Lights. <laughs> right. Just hanging. Hanging. So anyway, I go back and I keep this. I'm just note to self. These, they just told me a lie and you just met these people yesterday. They leave and I start speaking to the agent and she just started saying to me, this buyer just seems weird. Have you like pulled up? What he's saying is true, but like, have you done any more digging? I was like, no, I've been feeling the same way too. Let me, let me go do some digging. So I go home that night. I now put this guy's name in, try and find out this house that he says he owns in like Malibu and all of this. Come to find out this guy won. He does have the house in Malibu. Okay. It has been seized by the FBI. The FBI then call me <laughs> and say, have you been in contact with this individual? He is under investigation for defrauding Disney. What? And basically, but, and, and he showed me pictures with him and like the Disney stuff on his phone. But basically, he went around and he was a uh, like a Ponzi scheme. Artist. So it was catch me if you can. It was catch me if you can. He was going around. He would take a bunch of money for investors over here, take their money, put it into an investment over here. And then basically he was in Denver trying to do the same. So he'd meet all these rich people, pretend he had this big network and get people to invest into what he's doing. And basically he was using me as a pawn to meet all of these people in this marketplace. So long story short, I basically just emailed him and said, hey, you know, I'm going to have to not, you know, I can't work with you at this point in time and just never heard from him ever again. Do you know if he got arrested? I don't. The FBI, after it happened. You didn't call the FBI back? No, <laughs> nah, I let the FBI do what they had to do. But they, they did say, like, like, have you given him, like, any of your, like, information? And I was like, no. But basically, he was, like, also stealing people's identities as well crazy so in real just be careful lesson from this is like do more vetting like i'm good at vetting now because of situations like this check the clients out these random online leads that you may be getting they could just be anyone like it's you know it's bad that there's been people attacked or different things that can happen at properties like do as much due diligence as you can when you're going to houses you know, if you're meeting someone for the first time, even let people know where you're going, like anything can happen um, and just be very aware. But that client, big time fraudster, probably didn't have a penny to put together to his name and was wearing the same clothes every single day. He was here for three days, same clothes every day. Man, that's, uh, yeah, do your investigation. And also, if it's too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. <laughs> that's it. I was too hungry. I was too hungry. It's like, okay. You went through that experience. I went through though. it. I, like, I, I obviously, obviously, like, I, and, and I would say, like, if that happened again today, go for it. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. But, I, like, but, but there's, there's, when your radar is up, and especially yeah. when it's a little more matured, you're going to be able to, like, cut that what, pretty what, quick. What I would do this time, and I would, and I would know instantly, because my format changed. Someone like that, the first appointment or the first meeting I went to, I would meet them in person at the office. Mm -hmm. 
going to the house was like their that was their comfort zone. Mine would have been in the office. A luxury client now, we sit down, we have a conversation. I'm going to ask specific questions and I'm going to be able to weed out your bullshit right away now, right. which would have eliminated that time zone, even on the phone now. So went through it, learned my lesson. Um, and and now, now, I'm, now I'm much more educated on how to vet those types of buyers. It's a good story. We've got one very quick story we'll share. That's this has happened the, to, we were the, in this one the together. Two of us. This is also a bit of imposter scenario. Uh, Delroy got a call on a luxury listing we had listed in a prominent neighborhood. And, um, uh, this individual said that she had 12 properties, 12 that, she investment wanted, properties, investment properties that she wanted to sell. Yeah. And, uh, she was going to work with one agent. She was ready to go. And after basically like an hour and a half on the phone of yeah. pitching Delroy and she, and she told me basically she knew the name of almost every person at our brokerage by their first name and said she had interviewed all of them, but she wanted to work with us because they, you know, the, the service or the prices or, you know, whatever she was, she had like gone through a couple of brokers already. Right. So we thought, all right, well, she's, she, you know, she, she knows, she knows these what, people. Yeah. Like usually people don't name drop other brokers. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, okay. Like that's great. Um, let's, let's pop in and, and set an appointment and see what we can do. So, we meet her at a vacant unit in one of these alleged owns. properties yeah. that she owns. Mm-hmm. And we meet her and we we instantly get just a weird vibe. Like mm-hmm. she was just a little squirrely and also for someone who she said had the, she, she, had a, she had a like 1990 Android phone. Yeah, and for, well, and for someone who said she lives in Country Club, again, yeah. again with the Country Club, like... It was the country old, club. Old, that's the common factor com, with these crazies. Factor. The crazies, <laughs> the crazies all go to country club. That's why we don't work that neighborhood. <laughs> um, so the, the, okay. So she had an old Android phone. She had a really, really old like fleece that was just, you know, if, 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 Luxury clientele, people with money dress down. They don't dress like scrubby. Yeah, usually. yeah. They they dress they they'll they'll go casual. They'll go super casual, in fact. But it's rarely like cheap, scrubby, dirty clothing. Yeah, this is what this was. And she asked question after question after question. These were actually intelligent, good questions. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And we were going deep on the analysis of the property, the good rents, analysis questions, the the you know potential development cycle, what what's going on with the demand in, in Denver, what's going on with these na- all of this stuff that was mm-hmm. was was being talked about, and. After the conversation ended, uh, we we left. We felt pretty good about the appointment. Wait, hold on, hold on. There's just one key point I want to say. When we left the appointment, when we were when we were wrapping up the appointment, when we did kind of the whole overview of like the CMA and everything, we gave the valuation what was fair and true for the market value. She said she was just going to. Speak- I gave the yeah, valuation. Yeah, st- Key Stu, point. Stu verbally I said the number. <laughs> Stu verbally said the number to her, and um, and she said she was going to speak to her husband about it. Correct. And then we wrapped up, and then everything was calm and smooth, and it was a from our end. If we were to gauge it, it was a good appointment. 
Yep, yep, good appointment. good appointment. But we did feel a little bit. There was still that little like, what? What's that was on? weird. Yeah, that was yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we, she said that her husband worked for a prominent financial firm mm, in locally in in the area. Yeah, we have a client high up at the same firm. Mm-hmm. We called her that day and said, "Hey, do you have a company directory?" Mm-hmm. She said, "Yep, absolutely. I can see anyone in the company. Can you look up this name?" Mm-hmm. She looked up the name, said she found nothing. Huh? Try try it this way. Nothing, 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 nothing. You know, after a couple of tries, uh, my client tells me, "Yeah, there's no way. There's no way that that this is." And one one and one of the people she she told us that there was a there was a particular agent's name that she said at our company, and she told us that like she didn't like that person. That was, and this is like one of those sweetheart people that you, everyone likes this person. You cannot not like this person. So it was like red flag a little bit as well. So Stu was going to, he was doing that research. I also called that agent and said, hey, have you had experience with this person um, as well, but I let Stu tell, tell about the other part, and then I'll tell tell this one. Well, no, because she calls you, so you should tell about the <laughs> well, other part. So, so wait, she didn't call me. So she, after we leave, I've made these phone calls. Like, hmm, weird. She texts after the appointment and said, "Thank you, guys." And she always types in in. She sends texts in all caps. Yeah, all caps. Love it. You know, can't wait to, to work with you guys. My husband's a bit of a... He said, she kept saying, like, her husband's a hard ass. Like, we, we, we got to be, you know, be prepared to meet my husband. Like, cool. he's going he's gonna to be, like, you know, tough on you guys. And we're like, yeah, what, like, okay. no problem. We're, we're good. So, like, two hours go by, and then she sends another text. Or, like, she sends, like, multiple texts, long text messages. You know, those long text messages screaming texts yeah <laughs> who would say my house is only worth x amount of dollars when it we know it's worth this amount of dollars why would you have your business partner say that to me who would all caps long text message paragraphs but that, but that the, the kicker for me was she was like you need to leave your your business oh partner. yeah 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 your yeah. business but this comes this comes full circle six months later yeah. so you need to leave your business partner he doesn't know what he's talking about this is what she said to delroy because i it had text. given her the, price the number probably. yeah 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 so so you need to, he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah. he he's probably gonna get sued because you you're trying to you're supposed to have a fiduciary responsibility and you you told me it's worth. You told me a lie. She's like, he's lying. And let's just share the numbers. Like you told me it was worth seven fifty, and I know it's worth one point one million. Yeah, and it was a dump. The house is worth seven fifty. Yeah, maybe I, less. Maybe a little less. Yeah, even. I was pushing it a hair. Yeah, in that appointment, and um, and so that was that. Delroy basically got that text. He's like, what? What is going what on? What is going on? What is this lady even talking about? Literally an hour before, she, it was the best thing ever since Flash Bear. So I'm thinking, like, did she speak to her husband? And is her husband pissed? So that's when I called. When I was starting to get all those text messages, I'm, like, replying to her. I'm trying to stay calm. Because, number one, like, at first it was just, like, about the price. And then when she started telling me, like, I need to leave Stu, you need to dump your business partner. Like, I'm now taking that personally. Like, I want to text back and be like, motherfucker, like, <laughs> you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what I want to say. I didn't say that. I stayed calm. 
And I called the agent who she said was like mean and rude and all this. And I'm like, hey, do you know this lady? Have you had an appointment with her? She's like, yeah, she's been calling me and harassing me and sending me these capitalized text messages for like three years. She just goes around. She's crazy. I think she's bipolar. Um, so I'm like, oh, my goodness. What have we gotten ourselves into at this point? So I'm calling to out. Now we're just laughing about it. And then I still do want to reply at that point. And the man, I told the managing broker, hey, this lady is calling and texting us and actually harassing us now. And the managing broker said that she has basically been just calling random agents at our specific company and making them come out for the same appointment and basically just berating people with these rude text messages. She's like the agent predator. <laughs> Right, just like, just cussing people out. Crazy. And like, my manager was like, no, I do not reply, just stay calm. And like, we, I was like, you guys need to send out a company email. Like, why did I know about this? I'm about to like, get myself into trouble from yeah. replying to this lady yeah. that is like, sending us these crazy text messages. Long story short though, like, we just like, oh, wait, how I finished it? Hold on. Let me just say, how, she replied all those crazy text messages. My one reply. Oh, I yeah, had to yeah, have a yeah, slight yeah. dig. Great. I did Keep a, this one around. I did a slight dig. She kept texting. I was like, I'm just not going to reply. I'm not going to reply. And then she sent me a message. And then I just replied, the, the cell phone user has blocked you. Do not reply to this message. I text that to her. <laughs> She replied. She replied. Then you said unsubscribe, I think. Like a little bit later. I said I said unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Bro, but what one thing though, because that's not the end. Six months later. later, Six months later, we are in a listing. We're doing videography for another listing we have. This is way out of our minds at this point. Yeah, we've forgotten about it. I get a random phone call from a local area code number. I pick it up. I'm running around the house right now, like making sure my photographer is doing his thing and whatever. So I'm not really in the mood to, or, or mind space to like handle what's about to come at me. But hey, uh, is this Stuart? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is. Who, who am I speaking with? Oh, this is blank. Do you remember me? I was like, no, no, I don't. Please remind me. Who, who am I speaking with? Well, we met you and your business partner, Delroy, at one of my listings. And I want to say, I am going to sue you, buddy. I am coming at you for everything you own. Because you told me my property was worth $750. And it's worth well over a million. And that is, you know, slanderous and blah, blah, blah. She, she said she was going to sue goodness. me for everything I own because I told her her property wasn't worth what it was worth, but it really was <laughs> worth. <laughs> and her wildest dreams, it would be worth 1.1 million or whatever. So that was, I was like, okay, um, I'm out of here. Six months later, she left it alone and then came back. But again, it's just like... I blocked the number after that. I was like, oh, these, man. The, there are just crazies in this world and sometimes they are just attracted to real estate agents, which I just don't... Un- like, why... It's rare but it happens they're, they're it happens. out there be careful people there are some loonies out there in this industry stay safe this is uh this is why we share we're we're, we're trying to have some fun but also uh you know we know people will relate to stuff like this keep yeah. your guard up and uh other than that you know hopefully you enjoyed our crazy stories <laughs> see you again guys 
Success! You've made it to the end of the episode, and because of this, we want to give you a reward. So head over to www.agentdailydose.com and enter the coupon code PODCAST for 10% off our standard membership rate. We look forward to getting to know you more in the community.